1: yeah, and so the audience understands, biofuels are what? Burning wood.
0: Yeah, it's mostly burning wood, but burning wood, manure, stuff like that.
1: Right, so you're burning, okay. So And then you said, so accounted for only 4.05 of global energy and nuclear, accounted yeah. for 10.1. So 4.05. Right, of that 4%, maybe 20% is wind and solar. Right, so you end up with, yeah, like uh, less than 1.2. 1%. Yeah, Yeah, it's really small. (laughs) So it says, uh, the general plan can be summarized as follows. Ice vehicles are to be phased out and substituted with electric vehicles and hydrogen fuel cell powered vehicles. EVs are to be powered with lithium ion batteries. Coal and gas fired electrical power generation is to be phased out and substituted with uh, by solar uh, what is that? Uh, Photovoltaic and turbine, yeah. uh, hydroelectric, nuclear, geothermal, or bio-waste to energy power stations.
0: Yeah, so that's the plan. Okay. And then go down, this approach acknowledges...
1: Okay, so it says, this approach acknowledges the typical long startup times from exploration through discovery and starting mineral extraction, which can be anywhere between 10 and 30 years, and that for every 1,000 deposits discovered, only one or two typically actually become viable mines. It is also in keeping with similarly long manufacturing cycles from invention to commercialization. Calculation. So what they saying is uh, all
0: those metals that we have to go get to make a solar panel or a wind turbine uh we don't have enough so we have to find more of it which is a, a deposit and you have to you have to find a thousand deposits to get one to two viable mines and and of those viable mines it's going to be somewhere between 10 and 30 years before we can uh, actually bring it to market and when's that <sighs> checkup date
1: yeah yeah, (laughs) when was this this was written a couple years ago yeah or yeah last year no this was written december of last year yeah (laughs) but so so they're saying that all of the uh mineral all the minerals that they're going to need to actually develop all this stuff it's going to take them between 20 and 30 years to gather all that together right if we can find enough deposits and to to
0: create viable mines it's going to take 10 to 20, 30 to, to 10 to 20, 30 years for each mine. Well, and yeah. And I wondered, mine. I mean,
1: and did their numbers <laughs> include the, uh, the, uh, increase in the amount of energy that we're using, uh, 10 years from oh, now, if not. the, if the population if, still if, grows,
0: if you want, if you want to buy a stock, and I don't like the stock market, but if you want to buy a stock and they implement all this crap, you better buy Caterpillar stock or whoever makes those big, giant construction equipment for mining.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I know. There's one show I listen to, um, Cash Daddies. It's like that's actually one of the stocks they were pushing a while ago for this reason because one of the hosts also does cons- a conspiracy show. And then he does yeah. this investor show, or right, it's not investment advice, but they were pushing Caterpillar based on this. He's like, dude, if they start uh, doing everything EV and solar panels, they're going to be mining forever. He's like, I'm buying Caterpillar stock. <laughs> so There you go. It says, calculations reported here suggest that the total additional non-fossil fuel electrical power annual capacity to be added to the global grid will need to be around zero. Thirty-seven thousand six hundred and seventy point six uh, terawatts per terawatt hour. Hours.
0: Terawatt, uh, terawatt hours. Terawatt hours.
1: In the same non-fossil fuel energy mix as that reported in 2018, is assumed. <laughs> then this translates into an extra two hundred and twenty-one thousand five hundred and ninety-four new power plants will be needed to be constructed <laughs> and commissioned by 2030. Two- 221,000 power plants? Is that accurate? Yes, by 2030. How You don't have enough people on the planet Earth to, if everyone knew how to build, could build, 7.6 billion people couldn't build 221,000 power plants.
0: This is is why it's such bullshit, and I just laugh. Like, you and Mike were talking about how you have to laugh at this stuff to just, you know, because it's so diabolical.
1: It's like, what? Oh, my God. It says, to put this in context, the total power plant fleet in 2018, all types, including fossil fuel plants, was only 46,423 stations. This large number reflects the low energy uh, return on energy invested ratio of renewable power compared to current fossil fuels. So we got to
0: add 223,000 more, so we have to increase the power plants of all types 500 percent in the next seven years
1: that i mean that's awesome you know it'd be great if you boiled this down into like a little brochure and you said to folks like and <laughs> hey do you want to invest in this this uh climate yeah we're going to tr- save the planet and this is all we have to do it's just a little trifold brochure and in there it says <laughs> we're going to build two hundred and twenty one thousand five hundred and ninety four power plants in the next uh nine years uh do you want to invest in this we're selling shares into this how many people will go you're nuts you're never going to be able to build that and how many would actually you say not get a sure. in nine years <laughs>
0: not yeah. them build
1: one. i know i mean I, how many people would fall for that though i mean i wonder if these leftists that have up all the uh the ones that are part of the climate religion Would actually buy into this, and then if they go, "You're crazy," you can't do that. Say, "Well, this is what your whole system is based on." So (laughs) I don't know how you think we're going to get this.
0: This summary and conclusion is is all you need to hand to your neighbor that has bought into this climate change, green energy bullshit, and just have them read this (laughs) rather than the three thousand page document. Hand them this.
1: And you said all over the Geological Survey of Finland, they're pushing all of the uh, UN stuff, right? On their website, on their website, but
0: this document just says, hey, they're like holding up the white flag, like, hey guys, this isn't going to work.
1: But is this meant for you or me, or is this meant for the people inside the UN at the higher levels?
0: I think it's at the higher levels because I did a lot of digging to find this and I stumbled across it really
1: okay so this may have been an internal document set up to the guys on top which probably the whole purpose of this was to tell them you're gonna really need to double down on this propaganda because if anyone actually breaks (laughs) out a calculator you're screwed
0: i don't even think you need a calculator i mean this is pretty simple math in your head
1: (laughs) No, no. it says the existing non-fossil fuel electrical power generation system 9,528.7 terawatt hours would have to expand by additional capacity four times the existing scope.
0: 400%.
1: Right. The existing non fossil fuel electrical power generation system would have to expand wow. by additional capacity. Yeah, wow. The first part of the report examines how every developed economy around the world is highly dependent on fossil fuels, which in turn is linked to industrial activity, economic GDP, food production, the price and quantity of oil and uh, oil-derived products like petroleum in particular. Mm Mm-hmm. Then we've got, uh, once the size and scope of the footprint of a non-fossil fuel energy and transport system was developed, it was compared to existing strategic studies that also examined future targets to phase out fossil fuels. It was found that previous work has significantly underestimated the number of vehicles to be replaced and supported, and this impacts the projected number for EVs, batteries, and H2 cell vehicles to be manufactured when in turn produces a lower estimate of the size of the required electrical power grid hence the number of required new power stations estimated in this study is much larger than in any previous report so they actually caught themselves screwing up yeah yeah last no. page here. that's great all right this one says the mass of lithium-ion batteries required to power the 1.39 billion EVs proposed in scenario F, that would be all of the world's cars, basically, would be 282.6 million tones, Or is that tons? Yeah, they, I, I, a ton, just it's
0: say a, tons. It's easier to understand. Yeah. It's, a, it's a measurement. So okay.
1: that's lithium. T- 262
0: million. Right. Lithium. Right,
1: 282.6 million. Okay. Preliminary calculations show that global reserves, let alone global production, may not be enough to resource the quantity of batteries required. In theory, they are enough global reserves of nickel and lithium if they were exclusively used just to produce, uh, what is that, lithium batteries? batteries. Yeah, for vehicles. To make just one battery for each vehicle in the global transport fleet, excluding class 8 HCV trucks, it would require 48.2% of 2018 global nickel reserves and 43.8% of global lithium reserves. This is also not enough cobalt and current reserves to meet this demand, and more will need to be discovered. Each of the 1.39 billion lithium ion batteries could only have a useful working life of eight to ten years so that eight to ten years after manufacture new replacement batteries will be required from either a mine mineral source or a recycled metal source this is unlikely to be practical which suggests the whole ev battery solution may need to be rethought and a new solution is developed that is not so mineral intensive
0: so, wow. let's, let's put that in English for, for people. They're saying that for those three metals, lithium, nickel, and cobalt, we have to basically produce every year 50% of the known
1: resources. And ten, eight to ten years later, we have to do it again. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> the batteries are dying. Now, have right. you looked into anything, just a sidebar here, on, uh, like, I've, I looked into a lot of stuff on graphene oxide, which they've been talking about. I don't know if Musk is using those in the Tesla now, or he's supposed to be using that in the Tesla.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I know graphene's one of the big metals that uh, is, part, is issue, of issue here. I've seen charts and data on that, too. It's it's There's not enough supply of graphene, either
1: okay yeah and i think the largest mines are in china
0: i believe i think i read that stuff is china yeah or yeah because some some of them are australia cobalt i think is like the congo okay Um, but china china definitely controls the processing of these metals yeah because
1: i know the graphene oxide which is just like stripped down to the thinnest Layer of like graphene that all came up when related to like the COVID vaccine stuff, and that's why I did a lot of research into that. And then it was almost like you know CBD oil; it was going to be the cure all to everything. They're like graphene can do this, it can do that, it can do this, it can do that. I started looking into come like who, how could you invest in graphene? It was basically the big companies like Sony, I think, were involved with doing the research into it. But um, I don't know if that's going to be one of the things they're tired it's just another marketing scheme it says in 2018 pumped storage attached to a hydroelectric power generation system accounted for 98 percent of existing power storage capacity if this power buffer was delivered with the use of lithium-ion battery uh, banks the maths of lithium-ion batteries would be 2.5 billion tons This far exceeds global reserves and is not practical. (laughs) However, it is not clear how this power buffered could be delivered with an alternative system. If no alternative system is developed, the wind and solar power generation may not be able to be scaled up to the proposed global scope. All right. If I were the head of uh, IPCC or the World Economic Forum like Klaus Schwab, if I read this this morning while I was... uh, taken a dump on the commode I would say go kill the person that wrote this <laughs> <laughs> would you not order the wait. death of the man who publishes <laughs> wait till you read the last part it, it says the, the current system was built with the support of the highest uh calorifically defense source of energy the world has ever known, oil, in cheap, abundant quantities with easily available credit and seemingly unlimited mineral resources. It is the author's opinion, based on the new calculations presented here, that this will likely not go fully to as planned. In conclusion, this report suggests that replacing the existing fossil fuel-powered system – oil, gas, and coal using renewable technologies such as solar panels or wind turbines will not be possible for the entire global human population. This is simply just not enough time nor resources to do this by the current target set by the world's most influential nations. What may be required, therefore, is a significant reduction of societal demand for all resources of all kinds, as we addressed earlier Mm -hmm. this implies a very different social contract and a radically different system of governance to what is in place today we call that the technocracy inevitably this leads to the conclusion that the existing renewable energy sectors and the ev technology systems are merely stepping stones to something else rather than the final solution oh and i love how they use the final solution because you tie that back into the into the whole operation paperclip
0: That's shipstation.com with the code POD. Yeah, so Klaus Schwab can't order their heads on a stick because they're basically saying, uh, yeah, this green energy stuff's not going to work, but we need something else, which means a lot less
1: consumption, which is technocracy shutdown. Yeah, it's a combination. I mean, you can see the writing on the wall there. It's a combination of that shut down limited movement amongst people right and at the same time i mean let's just be honest about this because they've all written about overpopulation and depopulation i mean i'm not saying that people took the jab like what's going to happen i have no idea but all i'm saying is yeah there's going to be whether that happened like let's say people took the jab and they gave you uh cancer in a, in a vial and that's going to roll out over the next few months or they gave people something that's going to stop them from being able to have kids or something that passes on right. to their kid and then their kid is going to be sterile there's definitely that's, that's it yeah i Sorry, mean this I, is in I, yeah. I, these
0: guys think in, in generational terms they do so if they can wipe out the population they don't want to do it quickly because again the pitchforks come out right people figure it out they want to slow roll the death also. So you've got the great poisoning where they're poisoning the air, the land, the water, the food, all of that, which has been going on for decades. Now you've got the injections or uh, it, well, pharmaceuticals have been killing people for a long time too, yeah. and all the vaccines were on the schedule. So they're all been killing people. Now if it's true that this last round of injections will take 20% the birth rates down 20% for the next generation, well that slowly decreases the population, right? And then they do it again for a third generation and a fourth generation. They get to their number that they think is sustainable two, three generations from now. Our grandkids. Our yeah. great grandkids.
1: Right. And what's they, what people
0: there's enough plausible
1: deniability there. Yeah, well, exactly. And what is fascinating, well, it's it's funny because before COVID land happened, I was already onto this kind of stuff and i was remember wargaming some things with marie albanese and i said to her if i wanted to wipe out let's say 50 percent of the world population and I, this is before covid it was a year before covid and i said um i couldn't just nuke everyone because then i would destroy the this planet and i couldn't live in the areas that are nuked I can't right. just spread a disease and have 50% of the people drop dead in the streets. There'd be rotting bodies everywhere. And then on top of it, there's an infrastructure that's already built. So let's say you, let's say you promised Donald Trump, like, go along with our plan. When you're president and you'll get to have Manhattan, it'll all be yours, right? Then they just gas everyone in Manhattan and they kill them. Well, now there's how many buildings in Manhattan that have nobody maintaining them? Within a matter of a year, they start decaying and breaking down and falling to the ground. So that does no good for anybody either. So it would have to be a slow rollout. Then all of a sudden, COVID kicked off. I was producing another show then. I freaked out. I was like shit shit it came like 10 years sooner than i thought was gonna happen i said they figured it out there's something to this now in the beginning before they started talking about the vaccine you said Oh, crap, what'd they do, spread Ebola or something around? You know, then all of a sudden you heard the talk of the vaccine almost immediately. And I said, oh, no, they're going to drive everybody right into line to get on the cattle car and drive them over to the uh, Goodwill parking lot, the Auschwitz concentration camp, and jab everybody with these
0: needles. You're not getting a tattoo, you're getting an injection.
1: And I hate to say it, but I've said it on the show, those of you that did not comply with that, I don't know what they put inside your head when they shoved the q Q-tip into your brain. I mean, who knows what the hell was on the end of the Q-tip? Right. Nobody does. Yep. And then everyone else that started to go, well, I'm going to take ivermectin, I'm going to take hydrochloric, and I was yelling at people, don't take anything. Every solution that they're offering you from all sides is about accessing your body right now. Nothing is safe at this point when anyone in the government is saying, just give us access to your body and will help you you don't know like hydrochloric would be totally fine but the pills you're buying on the black market coming from canada that says hydrochloric that could be rat poison you have no idea what the hell that is so i mean it's pretty amazing
0: although tennessee where i just was at a conference they brought this up doctors brought it up uh i think Catherine brought it up also tennessee got it passed where you can buy ivermectin over the counter Yeah, And if you go to, and one of the doctors got up and she helped get that passed. And she said, not only do you, you don't just buy it. We don't buy it from somebody else. We actually compound it right there
1: on site at the pharmacy. Oh, wow. They do. Yeah. That's pretty amazing, man. But yeah, I mean, you know, so, but, but like you see here too, this is what's amazing with it. These are just like, you're talking about if they have a plan or a formula Uh, which is they need to get the population to a certain number by a certain date. And at the same time, they're running this system, which brings in the UBI, which brings in the CBDC, which puts all the businesses, you know, under the control basically of the technocracy. You you have all this transhumanist mind-uploading stuff where people like Ray Kurzweil, who's really the modern thinker behind that, uh, who's the chief uh, engineer at Google? They have 2030 plans, 2040 plans, 2050 plans. They all have these plans. And when you start to put these, it'll be interesting once we get to the point where we can start to layer these on top of each other and line mm-hmm. up all these different projects we're all tracking over the 2030, 2040, 2050 timelines. Oh my, it's going to be so interesting because you're going to then be able to see exactly where they're trying to get to and you'll understand why they're trying to push certain goals certain times because if they've got this in motion that involves a whole sector they created this whole fake climate industry and they have goals set for these guys for the people that don't know what the big plan is and they're working towards it and then on the other side they got the transhumanist scientists and engineers working on theirs they're trying to make everything converge at one point you know so Mm -hmm. if they know You know, uh, next year, all of a sudden, the world population, because of something they put in the VAX, is going to drop from 7.6 billion to 6.6 billion. They know there's something else they're trying to get into place because they're going to have to answer for why all of a sudden 1 billion people disappeared. You know, like there's going to be all these different moving parts, but that's what I think they're juggling at the highest levels. Now, along the way, We talk about incompetence. They are dealing with buffoons that they've also hired. Not everyone within their control system and their supply chain building this stuff is competent. So they run into problems too, because if they say- I I wanna thank the people that brought the rain. Yeah, exactly like that. (laughs) Or let's say the person who wrote this thing who then comes back to them and goes, listen, if your real plan is to execute this 3000 page document, you guys screwed up. Now maybe this was published, and then they said to him, "No, dude, the real plan isn't to execute that. People just have to believe that's what we're doing." I mean, who knows? But <laughs> somewhere us. along the line, or the science if they re- is settled trust, yeah, or if they really thought they were going to pull it off because one set of experts fudged the numbers so that they could go home early that day, and then this one figures it out, then someone at the top goes, "Shit, the other one told us we could pull it off," and then they're like, "No, you can't pull it off." So. you you never really know. I mean, these are the hiccups, I think, that you've talked about, right, that they run into.
0: Yeah. It, look, I, I I can't wrap my head around that they're going to actually be successful getting this whole technocracy trap in place because that it involves, look at what they have to control. They've got to control 7 billion people, 194 politicians or governments and countries. It's... It, how are they going to do that? How are they going to do that? Where somebody with some muscle and some power doesn't go, "Hey, no, I'm not. I'm not playing this game," and and start with a megaphone shouting from the street tops, right from the street corners. Yeah, they can kill one one person here and there, but there's how can there not be enough pushback? On top of the fact that I mean, I've got a daughter; she's in her in her early twenties, and we talk, and you would be surprised how much these young kids really know. Yeah, they they act like they're on their cell phones all the time so they act like they're completely in the matrix, but they really do. They really are aware of the shit that's going on with the banks and all the other crap. They more than you think. They just don't know how to put it in context, but they are aware of it. So how is this going to work on a global scale? I can't get my head around it, which is why I'm not, you know, just giving up because I don't think they're going to win. In the, in the end, I, I think they're going to give it a damn valiant try, but I don't think they're going to win.
1: Well, and I was going to say, too, I'm not saying that Putin is, but all you would end up having to have is one country that, let's say, had someone... In more, Not to say that person is, is a good person, like if they run their country like a dictator and stuff, I mean, they want control, too. That's why they're in power. Only people that want power are in power. But let's say you have a country like that that went rogue, you know, and said, dude, we're not doing this. No, I want to run my technocracy in my country and be in charge. I'm not turning power over to you, who's above and me. That's, and that's what you that's could end it. up having yeah
0: that's what cbdc is you get a cbdc you are giving up sovereign power
1: right period over over to the full-blown international body right and then then those guys who want power lose power well see and that's what i'm saying you have to get buy-in from the people who are the puppets but believe they actually have power so if you have someone like you know, a Bolsonaro or a Putin or somebody like that. I mean, this is usually why we coup these people and kill them and, because they decide that, no, no, you might have installed me down here in Peru or whatever, but now I'm the boss. I'm and then we come and, and we come and we kill them. But, But no, I mean, like, that's what would have to happen. You have to have a bunch of these guys who would say, no, I like my power. I am not turning it over to you. I mean that but that right. creates a giant hiccup. If they have to go run a coup in one of these countries, that takes them time too. And then you end up with a report like we just read that comes back and says, eh, this country's not going to be so easy. That one's not going to be so easy. This puppet you installed said go screw yourself." You know, and you end up getting a report that comes back and says they're not going to implement it because again, either you have to do it This is where I don't think it works. If you have to do anything by force it's a lot different than doing it through coercion and it's a lot different than doing it through propaganda and mind control if you get people to walk into cvs and get the vax in their arm they did that on their own accord if you take someone out of their house at gunpoint with a with a with a military guy and bring them to cvs and strap them to a chair that is totally different. As soon as they draw guns and they try to do it by force or by a coup and everything else, I, I, I mean, like I'm talking a hot coup, not like uh, behind the scenes. Then that it destroys their whole thing because now they're trying or, to force people into or, FEMA camps by gunpoint, which is different.
0: Exactly, or a World Health Organization mandatory health issue where they say you have. To to get this this injection which is or why they didn't have, do it right or you have to get the chip in your hand for a cbdc
1: yeah and i and i think one of the reasons why you saw in this country us never moving forward into a full-blown mandate for the vaccine, our full-blown mandate for uh, the vaccine in businesses. Now, look, all the people that went and did it because they thought they were going to lose their job in government or in the military or in the police or in the private sector, I feel bad for you guys. But, I mean, that was a choice you had to make at the time. But the reason why they didn't go for a full mandate and then, I think, let it roll through the courts to roll it back was because that's where they realized someone at the top was like, hey, 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 chill, we're overstepping. If you actually mandate this, our mansions might get burned down. Don't do it. Just draw back. We go one step forward, two steps back. We're going to down the street with a pot. Yeah, so I think that's why they started to roll it back. At the same time, as far as psychological warfare goes, they give the resistors a win by doing that. And when they give you a win, now you feel more empowered and emboldened. And what they hope when they do that, I mean, they've done this throughout history. Then it's kind of like the uh, QAnon trust the plan. They hope that you're going to go back to sleep. They go, we gave them a win. Now they're going to go back to sleep and eat Cheetos on the couch. Don't worry, years, we can whack them upside the head again. We'll release a bowl in that. Well, next time we'll make sure we give them something that actually does have blood shooting out of people's eyes in the parking lot.
0: Yeah, it'll be the 80% of uh, the death rate effective when they came out recently somewhere.
1: <laughs> All right, so you want to get right. into these final? Uh, is this the first yeah, let's one do on these
0: the- charts? So, this is one of the charts that I sent to Maria that where she's like, holy shit, this is never going to work. So, this is from Exxon. Every year, Exxon puts out this annual report. Uh, called their Outlook for Energy. And of course, it goes to 2050, right? Um, so all this is saying these, the, it's got different types of energy and the projected share of the total energy supply by 2050. Oil is 30. Natural gas is 28. Coal is 40, 14. Well, if I add those together, that's 72%. Renewables are eight. Is that renewables? Is that what they say? Or biomass. Biomass is eight. I can't read this. Nuclear is yeah. six. Wind and solar are eight percent total. In 2050. And hydro is five. So in other words, oil, gas, and nat- and coal are going nowhere. And wind and solar are going to go up a little bit, but they're starting from such a small place. It's not going to be huge.